Ah, there it is. We're here, it's about time. Yay, team! I'll have a pudding all mode and a mocha frosty cream. Am I correct in assuming that means you're hungry? Amazing, how could you tell, Mr. Wolfwood? I know absolutely everything about you, honey. Well, forget it, dear. I'm afraid sex chocolates are out of the question. <laughs> nice comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He'll only brush his teeth when he's told. He's Josh! I... No, no, I brush my teeth every night. Nope, that's what it says here on my phone. Uh, Uh, Damn you, damn you phone! He doesn't need to hear anyone's idealistic dreams right now. It's Bill! That's that's fair. (laughs) I thought about switching that to give it to Josh, but I was like, (laughs) I, I, I I don't know. Josh is in a mood tonight. Hopefully he'll be good. Fuck you! <laughs> I hate you all! Hopefully he brushes teeth. Hopefully so. Uh, and I'm a real Mr. Nice Guy. My name is Andy. And uh, this is Tuning Japanese, guys! Episode 22! Review of Trigun! We have five of these left! Counting this one. Sorry, I've got Alice Cooper stuck in my head. School's out for summer? No. That's what's in my head. No, no more Mr. Nice Guy. School's out for summer! No, I'm no on vacation, bitches. I know my tone is way that off was that. not what <laughs> yeah, even that was. I was trying who? to not. I was trying to not get us get sued. Um, so <laughs> Shh, you want to get sued? Oh, Lord. So guys, we are going to be reviewing episode 22 today, alternative, and it's an oh, interesting one. A little bit it. of a mixed bag in some ways, but uh, but a good episode overall. We'll get to it in just a little bit. Before we get to that, let's get into some nerd news this week. Anyone got something good? I've got something good. If you guys. Don't mind, I can go first. Or... Go ahead. Yeah, go sure. ahead, dude. I mean, I got some Nintendo news. I know, I know. Um, well, that's fine. I've got that other news. Well, fair enough. I, I guess it's only fair. Yeah. So next week is E3, and yep. I'll have, I'm sure, a lot to talk about, and also some articles for the website mm-hmm. about you, E3. You, you as... definitely, uh, with your abundance of free time right now, it is. Yes. It is. You definitely go on the uh, the YouTube's and the Twitch streams. And I spent a lot of time on you, that. Maybe one of these days you might actually get to go out there. Yeah, maybe. Um, that would be awesome. But uh, until then, I'm okay with just watching it uh, from the comfort of my couch. We'll talk about E3 next week more than Sweet. likely. Sweet. But uh, ahead of ahead of E3 this year, there's been a lot of speculation as to what Ninten- what's going to happen at the Nintendo E3 digital event. Okay. And one of the things that has been thrown around is, is there a new Pokemon on the way? Because, again, Pokemon is one of the bigger IPs for Nintendo. Uh, and they, a few months ago, dropped a clue of something called Pokemon Stars. And we weren't really sure what that was, whether or not that would be a Switch version of the Pokemon Sun and Moon. Ahead of E3 this year, Nintendo, out of nowhere, announced a direct event uh, based around Pokemon. And they just kind of dropped it and said, Tomorrow we're going to have a Pokemon video event. And I was really excited, and so were a lot of other people who were big Pokemon fans because we didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. It was They said it was only going to be an eight-minute video, so you can't really do much in eight minutes. So what we get at this event, and I, if you want more details or if you want to Josh see... Josh can a, do some things in eight minutes. That's, that's true. <laughs> Probably twice. Oh, man. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> depends on his stamina. Maybe should take a nap after the first one. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, if you want more information or to watch the video, there actually is the the newest article uh, on the Question Will Never Network website, questionnetwork.com, which, by the way, has undergone a little bit of facelift, so go check that out. It got um, Botox. It did get a little bit of Botox. Yeah. Or I mean, plastic little, surgery. Then? I mean, it's a little tighter now. It's a little um, tighter? You know, from, from around the, the, the eyes? Yes. All right, absolutely. Nice, nice. Um, so, the, uh, at the, at this video that they did, this eight minute video, they released a very long trailer, um, that was for Pokemon, or sorry, Pokémon Tournament, which is a game that's already been released, but it is a port for the Switch. Which is not a bad thing. Uh, Pokémon Tournament came near the end of the Wii U's life. 
And so nobody played it. So not a lot of people played it. And it is the combination of two of my favorite video game franchises, Tekken and Pokemon. I played it. It's a fun game. And it not, it's not only just a direct port. You're getting five new characters. Uh, you're getting a couple different modes. So you're getting a lot for the port. So wait a minute, what you're saying is it's like Pokemon and Tekken, so is it literally you select a Pokemon and you fight fight? Yes. Not like a RPG fight, it's no, it's, it's live. It's, it's, it's a, it, is, it is a Tekken battle, essentially, with some tweaks. It's a Tekken, oh. it's a Tekken engine with Pokemon on it. Yes. Alright, that... It's interesting. Is Gun in there? No, gun, that would be awesome. That would be fantastic! I feel like they should put... Well, Gun was... See, Gun is a different He's his own IP, yeah. So yeah, like, a, yeah, he is that would be... IP. They should put Kangaskhan in there. And then made it look like Roger, like then like a Roger skin you could download or something. That would go. have been awesome. Yeah, they did that for about four minutes of the eight minutes of the trailer. A lot of people were really upset about this. I understand why some people would be upset about it because there was all this buzz about a new, a brand new Pokemon game coming to the Switch. So you said there was this four minutes, the first half. Yes. So um, was so, in the other so half. the other half, we get a quick reveal for the next 3DS series of games called Pokemon Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun. Not crazy about the names, but the idea behind it is Pokemon Sun and Moon came out, uh, let's say about like six, seven months ago. Yeah, it hasn't Um, been that long. It hasn't been that long. So they developed another game set in the same world, but they decided to change the story up. So you play a different story, the same map. um, And then they just call it Sun 2 and Moon 2. They did that with uh, Pokemon Black and White back in the day for the DS. There was a game called Pokemon Black and Pokemon White, and they thought that originally they were going to come up with a third game called Pokemon Gray, because they always have like a set of three usually. You know, you had like red, blue, yellow. You had, um, you know, ruby, sapphire, and emerald. In this particular instance, they decided with, with Black and White to do a sequel. This is not necessarily a sequel. It's like a reimagining, and they're going to have different Pokemon as well in it. So they so they revealed that uh, Pokemon tournament comes out in September. The Pokemon uh, Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun come out in November, which is actually one year after, almost exactly to the date that the original Sun and Moon came out. And they also announced Pokemon Gold and Silver on the Virtual Console, the original games, the original Game Boy games. Okay. Uh, you can go and play the original ones on the console now and transfer those Pokemon over using the Pokemon Bank. So was copper the third one of those? Mm, gold, silver, platinum. I think was the other. Was the other one if I remember correctly? Uh, I think it was platinum. Yeah, I, I, sounds Bronze. familiar. I think I think it was platinum. Titanium. Okay. Yes. So yeah, there was a lot of backlash against it. I'm okay with it. I'll probably I'm a sucker for buying new versions of stuff. I did it with Mario Kart. I'll probably buy Pokemon Tournament for the Switch just so I can at least bring it over and we can play it some multiplayer. Yeah. And I get some multiplayer use out of it. So that'll drop pretty soon. So we'll see what happens with E3. That's my news. Josh, you've got some video game news. I got some video game news. Do you know that when South Park, the fractured butthole, uh, comes out, (laughs) uh, that's going to have a copy... fractured. Butthole. Yes. One of the, the great... The Fractured Butthole. The, one of the greatest titles, I think, to anything yes, I've ever heard. That's... But but um, that when they release it, it's also going to have a copy of Stick of Truth for, oh, current, for current gen consoles. Because nice. the fact that Stick of Truth came out at the very end of the cycles of the PS3 and, the, uh, and the 360. So there was... Like, that was the reason why I never got it, was because I already gotten my PS4. Yeah. I, I never got it because I, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge South Park fan. But these um, games, I've, I've heard, I've heard great. Stuff. Yeah, I've heard that uh, the Stick of Truth is an amazing mm-hmm. game. Like it's a lot of fun. To this play. this was announced a few weeks back, so it's not a big news thing. But it popped in my head. And I was like, oh, I want to talk about this before I talk about Overwatch. Yeah, I figured. Okay, so by the time this episode drops, uh, the anniversary event has ended. They're not relevant. But I still think it's interesting to no, talk it about. Yes, it is. <laughs> Go for it. Just start making uh, making your jerk off uh, hand gestures, Bill. I know you want to. I hope you can hear me. Oh, dude, don't actually whip it out! <laughs> I hope you can hear me doing uh, it as loud as I can. Oh, Lord. Okay. Anyway, carry okay. on, yes, please. Yes. Okay. Please. But what Blizzard decided to do was something kind of interesting. A double XP weekend that's going on right now as we are recording. So essentially, um, in order to get your loot boxes in, in Overwatch, one of the ways besides paying for it is to get experience parts through, through gameplay and, and whatnot, and they're doing double XP rewards for this weekend. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have, have speculated that this is from apparent backlash about the loot drop system 
that has come out for this anniversary event. Uh, specifically, people wanting to get the specific dance emotes that each character was given for this one particular event that when it's done, they're not going to be available. I still feel that my viewpoint still stands as it is from the previous week. I didn't have a problem with it. I've actually gotten a decent amount of the emotes and the uh, uh, skins that I've wanted so far. I actually got the Genji Power Ranger-esque Kamen Rider skin. Yeah, you talked about it last week. Yeah, I got that yesterday, actually, uh, during uh, one of my drops when I actually uh, got got a box. So I was really happy about that. Here's what I find interesting. This exact same weekend that Battleborn decides to go go free-to-play, it's almost like that was timed specifically to, again, just as another middle finger to that game. And I don't think the uh, whole situation with Battleborn coming out a month before Overwatch and Overwatch just completely overshadowing oh, yeah. that game wasn't... I don't think that was intentional at all. I don't well, think... I, I, just, I, I think it is. I mean, you, people in the business pay attention. They know what kind of games are going to get some hype. They know with games like Overwatch, they need people to constantly... Be, be playing, well, so yeah, that way well, that, they constantly get a, a flow of money from, like, purchases and things. Well, and that was the thing with Battleborn as well, but Battleborn was always meant to be uh, an online PvE game, mm-hmm. while Overwatch was a online PvP game. Right. <laughs> if Blizzard decided to do it, they were being massive dicks to a game that really wasn't going to be a huge competitor in their specific genre, as, well, a, as a, you know, player-versus-player game where Battleborn was PvE. Now, it is an interesting point that you brought up, and I didn't know that correlation until you brought it up earlier today. Thank you, Penny Arcade. I doubt that's the real thing. I honestly think it may be the backlash that they were getting from the from the community about the, about the drop rates and that people weren't going to sink yeah. hundreds of dollars into buying loot boxes. I'll admit, I purchased some loot boxes. I spent about... worth on it. Mm -hmm. That's usually my limit for events is $20 worth of the loot boxes and the rest is just regular drops. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing, to be perfectly honest. I like the double XP and I'm going to utilize it when I can this weekend. Battleborn has has pretty much gone off almost everyone's radar that I doubt Blizzard is doing it just to be, ah, fuck those guys, because they've already beat. Online video games have already beaten them, so now they're humiliating them after, like with a teabag. Very nice. I was going to make the analogy that's like pouring salt in the wound while pissing on their grave and having sex with their widow all at the same time. You can't piss and have sex at the same time. A little sex, I guess. (laughs) Don't think about it too hard. Huh. Hey, Bill. Yes. You got some news? Yeah. What do you got? I do. What do you got? Well, it has been announced Uh that McDonald's Uh is going to introduce a chicken variant of the Big Mac. Okay, so when you say a chicken wow. variant of the Big Mac, like, what's all going to be on it? Is it basically the exact same thing as the Big Mac with just chicken? Yes. Chicken patties. See, I didn't like the secret sauce, so... The secret sauce, I didn't I, I didn't I mind. Thousand Island dressing. Yeah. And it's good. And that's, I I've mean... I've never been a fan of Thousand Island or well, like, Ruben. One of my favorite things is, uh, is the Frisco melts uh, at... And Frisco's, uh, okay. The Frisco melts Actually, at... Actually, I do like Thousand Island dressing. At Steak and Shake. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. God damn it, Josh! You had one job, to decide whether you like the dressing or not. I don't like Big Macs because of the dressing, except that's Italian, Thousand Island, and I love Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> Currently, it's only available in Australia. Of course it is. But, uh... Which means we'll never get it here, probably. We, we probably won't. Good. Or if we do, it'll be a while. Yeah. Um, if it goes over really, really well in Australia, I'm sure they'll release it here. Yeah. I suppose you could always... You could just ask for it, couldn't you? Like, sub in. Probably. Like, they just charge you extra. Yeah. I mean, you could, at the very least, you could buy two McChickens and a Big Mac and just, and just swap them. Swap them. Um, cause I, but I know they do secret menu stuff. Yeah. Like, there is a McGangbang. Oh, my. Okay, so. <laughs> what? Wow. Please elucidate on the McGangbang, please. It's uh, a Big Mac, but then it's also got, also, not in place of, has a uh, McChicken patty on one layer uh-huh. and a McFish on the other layer. Ew. Ugh. Gross. With french fries in between all meats. Why are we doing a secret menu podcast? I we should t- totally just buy these things uh, and eat them and then talk about them. Uh, because we need we need other foodies besides you. And I... Hey, like, look, look, look. I like food, but I'm not a foodie and here's Andrew's what, on a diet. Here's what I'll suggest to you. Uh-huh. You need to get together with Chris from Words of Geekdom and do a bonus episode for the Questionable Endeavor Network podcast and just talk about random food stuff. 
We should. Even if it's a two-man episode. I, I suppose Adam could fun. be involved in a food podcast, too. A, I a would, food episode. Yes, I would listen to the hell out get of Get our that. most pro- prolific foodies. Yes. And I then we get Raccoon idea. Reigns in there, too. I think he would just... Uh, I don't know if he's a foodie, up. but he would certainly I, be... He, I think he, he would was, He helps anything. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's true. I miss Raccoon Reigns. I do, too. Um, the other bit of nerd news I had... Yes. Okay. ...is my TV watching. Uh-huh. All right. I have finished Iron Fist. Okay. Oh, it took you a while. It did. Well, it's obvious, I mean, from everything we've heard about it, and and if Bill just now finished it, it's been kind of a trial, I bet. It's not as bad as it was made out to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not as good as... It could have been. Any of the other Marvel stuff. Yeah. I mean, I felt some drag in the second half of Luke Cage, like we discussed. It's definitely not as good as the second half of Luke Cage. Put it that way. So how did it... What was the ending good? Was the ending... Okay. <laughs> I it really there was too much making offers and opening doors and business discussions and Oh my god, it's like the prequel trilogy of Star Wars then where you just hear about politics. Okay. It's true. And I think the actor, Finn Jones that's his name, right? Finn Jones. Sure. I just remember him as Loris Tyrell, so I, I don't Ooh, he's cute think he's a good enough martial artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. The best fight in the show was when he fought that drunken master guy. Oh, yeah. But I think that drunken master guy was a good enough martial artist to carry the match. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And, you know, put him over, make him look good. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it's just random stunt guy he's fighting, you can really see how weak he is. Mm-hmm. The cage fights with Colleen was also one of the highlights of the show. Okay. Because um, she actually is a good martial artist. Like I said, it wasn't as bad as they made it out to be. And I I know that I don't know this, I guess. I've heard that they're going to use the Daredevil choreographer on the Defenders. Be a smart choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully he'll... Have better fights? Improve the fight scenes, especially since they're going to have more people involved. Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine Charlie Cox is necessarily a world-renowned martial artist either. But he was But killing. he looked amazing in the show. From when, when it's him and not his stunt double. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it... Well, even the stunt double is still better than anything, not anything, most everything on Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Daredevil was great action. Okay. So, and then the other side of that, since we finished that, uh-huh. uh, we've begun watching The Handmaiden's Tale. I've been meaning to start that. I have not got around to it yet. So what is the premise of it? I keep seeing stuff about it and hear fantastic stuff about it, but I have no idea what the premise is. It's a dystopian future mm-hmm. where the inciting incident, there's definitely been some kind of nuclear attack. I don't know exactly where or what is happening with it. Mm-hmm. And the the major inciting incident is that fertility rates are in the toilet. Oh. And a super conservative theocracy has taken control of the government because we've lost the ability to have babies because of the wrath of God. And so the few women that are proven fertile are made into these handmaidens. And I think at one point one of the characters said, you know, we're lower than pets. We're just wombs on legs. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. They're made made to be impregnated. Yes. They're, they're, They're essentially owned by wealthy couples. And impregnated by the husband, while the wife is on the other side of her watching. And when the baby is born, it's immediately taken and then given to mm-hmm. the, the family. Oh, yeah, wow. the wife. Wow. You know, it's not a feel-good romp. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, well. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm already feeling pretty horrible. It's engaging, but it's, yeah, it's very dark, very emotional. Anything I've ever read by Margaret Atwood is amazing. She's an unbelievable author, so I was I have high hopes for when I sit down. I may actually start watching that this weekend then. I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. And yeah, it, it definitely disturbs me more than most things I watch. And that's on Hulu, right? Yes. yes. I mean, I can sit there and watch gore and guts and death Body traps horror. and it doesn't You don't bat an eye to shit like that. I don't. I mean, we we have seen some pretty horrendous stuff done on in films, and I usually giggle. Yeah, generally, I was laughing my ass off when we went and see Saw Two. <laughs> this bothered me; it stuck with me. It stuck with me all day, and I've not got it, it out of is, my head. Is, like, is, it, is it because of it's more of the uh, family orientation of stuff, and you being such a you're you're kind of a very strong minded family man to begin with? That's definitely part of it. Okay, there are parallels to 
the world we live in now. Let's put it that way. I don't want to get too political, but there yeah, are, that's what I've heard too. There are parallels. I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. I mean, any, any... look at you, you're seeing stuff that's going on. And you're going, oh god. Yeah. So definitely go check that out. Then that sounds like absolutely something yeah to, yeah. yeah. To if you can handle that kind of thing, oh absolutely. I, I, I love dystopian stuff. I love I love Margaret Atwood. You I'll, certainly, but the, I will I will. If the listener is sensitive to, I may just go pick up the book actually and read the book first and then but watch it, it. But if any of our listeners are sensitive to sexual violence, to slavery, there it's like are, sex trafficking. It's maybe. sex trafficking, really, it's, and it's legal. And it's religiously driven. Maybe yeah. maybe a very compelling. Like watch, I said, but it's, I'm not a sensitive person. I don't feel feelings. Yeah, if, if this and, is your and first, it's, time, it's bothered your, me. So if, yeah. uh, just keep in mind if if yeah. you're sensitive to that kind of stuff, kidnapping essentially. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of dark themes. Okay, fair enough. All right, we have meandered into the nerd news a little long here. Let's let's get into the episode. This is episode 22, alternative. And uh, I think we're going to have some good discussions on this one. Yeah. And it's Bill's week. Yeah. Yes, it is. So, Bill, enlighten us with how this episode starts. Our four heroes are camped out in a cave. Yes. The They're girls all together again. It's nice. It's touching. The girls are snuggled up together asleep, and Vash is brooding by the fire. He's getting drunk. He tries to, at least. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it just makes him cough. It's kind of like me when I try to get hardcore drunk. Right. And then the me walks in, Wolfwood, chastising him for disrespecting the booze. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I love how he just, like, snatches the bottle, and he's just, like, gulping it Gulp down. And, and then he goes, this hooch is name brand. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's, it's, it's a good touch. See, see, there's reasons why I call him senpai. Do you think that he... Call shit like senpai? that. Apparently. You're kind of senpai-ish. Do you think that he doesn't want to, like, get all emotionally sappy with Vash, but he... Realize the vat that drinking probably isn't the thing that's going to help Vash, so he's like kind of macholy walking by him, and like, yeah, you're doing this wrong, and taking it just because he wants to be Do- nice doing the right thing and teasing him in the process. Yes. A little that is Jesus Christ, <laughs> that is totally you. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. I was going to say doing some misdirection. No, I was going to say I've definitely done that tactic. So yeah. now that no, no, you have more than once. We are treated to a recap of the last episode, uh, specifically Brad's death and Vash's guilt. Mm-hmm. Of course, Wolfwood points out that Vash has things to do. Yes. He has places to go, people Je- to see, things to do. Jessica, in the scene in the flashback, we we get a scene with Jessica... Pretty much like, get away from me! Yeah, it's kind of oh, weird. No, she, she, like, she, she, she tries puts, to be yeah, motivational. She tries to be motivational. Like, I, I bet you, I, I'm sure you couldn't do anything differently. Yeah, it's and not your she, fault. And then she runs away crying. Yeah. So, it's kind of sad. Probably the least annoying the character ever has been. That's true. It was weird watching the flashbacks with uh, Taylor Swift's "Shake It Off." Playing I was gonna—I was, I wasn't sure who if I should bring that up. Who was listening to "Shake It Off"? Was it your daughter or your wife? It was my wife. You know, <laughs> yeah, we we're, were, we're seeing we're seeing the very painting. somber moment, and we're hearing "Shake It Off" in the other room. Well, was, yelled, she's lightning on her feet when Jessica ran away, and that was when I lost it. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, it totally does not sink. It, it's very messed up. I like Vash's line in their inner conversation when he says, "Everyone who touches me ends up dying." It's just a sad. Yeah. Really depressing line. And, well, yeah, after what happened uh, on the ship, and I mean, he's going on about all the people that, not just Brad, well, not just Brad, but everyone that died on the ship. Yeah. Like, he, he's, he's are, taking it all yeah. on his own, like, he's he's like he's taking the blame for it all. Well, and I think it's interesting, because he's, he's referring to the people, essentially, that are closest to him. His, his family, you know, everyone on the ship, yeah, yeah, he yeah. regarded as family. Right. Brad, he regarded as family. Rem. Obviously, and I, I, it's pretty messed up. I, it is. It's obvious that it's hitting him really hard. Yeah. Because the next day... In the car, Wolfwood is driving towards the next town, and him and Millie are kind of flirting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so adorable. It kind of is. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I know absolutely everything about you, honey. To which she replies, <laughs> I'm sorry, dear, but I'm afraid sextuplets are out of the question. <laughs> and God, they start, I love it. And they start laughing at it. I think it's great. I like the car, by the way. I just want to point that out. That car is pretty cool. That is a cool car. Yeah. Well, leave it to Senpai to get a cool-ass car. That's true. Meryl tries to talk to Vash, but doesn't seem to think she could break through his brooding. Yeah. He is really brooding. I mean, he's broodier than the most brooding of goths I've ever uh, brooded. Either that or napping. Yeah, I'd say that probably. I've been <laughs> sitting here meditating, I've, I've, napping, <laughs> meditating for two hours. And that's the thing with Josh. When he was in his goth phase, I could never tell, because he, he was always asleep. But then he was gothic too, so like so he was mopey sometimes. So like I just could never tell. Like right there, I don't know which one it is. Maybe it's a little bit of both, or maybe he's pooping. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely the face I make when I poop. It's usually more. 
Ah, uh, faces are great for podcasts. Right. <laughs> it's definitely more of a duck face, so maybe oh. next time I, I poop in a selfie and everyone's like, oh, that's a funny duck face. No, I was taking a dump. Oh, thank you. Back huh. to the episode, please. <laughs> My God. At the town, the yes. group is met with hostility from the guard. Basically, it gets summed up as, you're not welcome, and a few warning shots. Yeah, he says, uh, if you have 300000 double dollars, douchebag. I think, it's, I think it's hilarious, though, and it would have been more hilarious and a horribly missed opportunity when they get to the door. Wolf was the first one to say something, and in the uh, in the dub, he says, you know, oh, hey, we're wanderers lost in the desert, this, that. Wouldn't it have been a lot more funny if you're like, hello, have you heard the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Because he's holding the Punisher cross when he's talking to those people. Yeah, but they have, have a pamphlet. <laughs> but, then, but then it would definitely not let him in. Vash gives up and goes to leave. But he catches a child in their car stealing a canteen. Little like uh, Oliver Twist like moment or something here going well, on. Oh, you say okay? Is he Oliver Twist or Artful Dodger? Yeah, he's more of the Artful Dodger, I think. Then who's fake? I wasn't. I thought he was a girl at first, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's I, I can understand. Well, okay, that. he's got a big old poncho. He's kind of got that those uh, flowing blonde locks. I can I can see it's that. Like a pixie cut. Yeah. Uh, they let him run away after he says thank you. Uh, <laughs> but Wolfwood decides to follow the boy into the cliffs where there is a cave home. There is. Yay, cave uh, homes. The place is full of kids who immediately freak out. <laughs> they uh, throw rocks and Kuronekosama twice. Yeah. Okay, okay. Throwing rocks and Kuronekosama are one thing. You don't throw Kuronekosama at Senpai. So either A, yes, he's he is some sort of weird god-like thing. It is, like, you know, canon or whatever. Or this cat is just, like, a cat, and is just, like, stubborn, and it's like, you threw me, I'm gonna walk right back up to you, and then they throw him again. You've had had cats. Yes. You push them off, and they'll come back up there and purr at you and be a pain in the butt and want you to feed them. Yeah. Because you haven't in three days. What? Anyway, they gain the kids' trust by handing over a bag of candy. Yes, to which I think I think it's Meryl. No, someone notes that like that's their emergency food. I think it is Meryl. I, I, th- is. I thought it was more uh, Wolfwood was like ah, it's our emergency no. food. No, but Meryl's like, why do we have a bag of candy to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something okay. to that effect. Millie was put on emergency food duty, so she went to the candy store. That would make complete sense. Yeah. That was poor would- planning. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Vash talks to one of the boys, uh, learning the kids are all orphans that live together after gathering here by chance. Uh Uh-huh. By chance. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The town they were at, Kibas, won't let the kids in because everybody's scared. The other towns have been abandoned when all the adults just spontaneously walked off. Yeah, we get one of those, uh, one of those flashbacky mm-hmm. info Moments. dumps. Yeah, it's definitely the info dump of the episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's very, uh, reverse Pied Piper, if you think about it. I wrote that exact same thing in my notes with a question mark. Reverse Pied Piper? I would say yes. I think so. Better than a reverse Roddy Piper. Although, <laughs> that sounds like the worst sex position ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a reverse rusty trombone, but... <laughs> So back to the episode, we learn that it is Legato, right? I don't know that we learned that. There's enough. There's some hints. I, I think that's probably... It's more inferred. I think that's probably the most obvious solution. Mm-hmm. But honestly, even the other random brainwashed guy that first showed up to issue a warning to Vash... Yeah, that's true. The other empty cities... Vash always is like, it's Knives... So either Knives has those kind of powers too, and he's doing shit with oh, it... Oh, we've talked about that potentially too. Or... He's just doing it through Legato. Right. Well, we get the line uh, that... The, the kids heard a voice tell them, yeah. this is what you get for taking so long. Was it a voice, or was it one of the parents had told it was a, them? They said a, a voice. voice. They said a voice. They heard okay. a voice, a strange voice say that. Like I said, either Legato's acting as a telephone for Knives, or Knives can do it too. Yep. Well, we know it's not Luanoff anymore. I mean, he's all, he's all uh, tiny bits all across I don't the think he could do, I don't think he could do that anyway. Well, I think we made the comment that with the guy that shot himself, uh, that yeah, that he, would, he could have been a puppet, could have been a puppet, puppets as well. But I'll that wouldn't have been. A, but we don't know. Yeah. Anyway, there's a big feast being prepared by the girls and the kids, mm-hmm. and then everyone is asleep, and the mm-hmm. thief kid from earlier uh, has a nightmare, calling out for his mommy and daddy. I have a quote written down. I don't remember where it was in the episode. Here, it's kind of wiggly. <laughs> and, I, and I wrote down, I hope he means the spaghetti. I don't remember. Speaking of spaghetti. It must they, have been when they were eating. It must have been when they were eating. Speaking of spaghetti, once again, they were eating red spaghetti. They were? Well, uh, red spaghetti is not that big of a deal. It was, yeah, like, the it was like the weird, like, ham hey, hot dog so yeah. things. Red spaghetti and hot dog. <laughs> Back at Kibas, a guard opens the door and kills his co-worker. 
I think we see a flash of Elgato real quick. We do actually. I think he, it's. I'm pretty sure it's his face. He's got his like signature kind of frown. And when the town runs out to see what happened, Mid Valley is standing in the doorway. Ooh, smooth murder jazz! Right, it's about to queue um, up. Um, nope. Instead, we get a break card. Oh, I want him smooth. <laughs> This is Andy, and welcome to The Break Card. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. We are nearing the end of our reviews of Trigun. Just a little bit more to go. And then we're going to take a little bit of a break before we start our third series to do what we're going to call the Summer Educational Series, or something like that, where the name's kind of pending. We're working on it a little bit. But if you want to know more about that, stay tuned over the next couple weeks, and we will get you information on what exactly that is. First of all, in the break card, I want to tell you to go to questendnetwork.com and check out the brand new look for the website. We did some revamping and some additions. It's got a new look. Some of the stuff is cleaned up. We have bios that we're putting up right now for each of the podcasts and all the podcasters. So go check out those changes once again at questendnetwork.com. Go to questendnetwork.com slash discord. If you are not sure what discord is, it is a chat client that you can bring up on your browser or on your phone. And you can join the fans and the hosts as we talk about everything, just about anything. And if you imagine how Bill is on the podcast, this is Bill without a filter. So if you enjoy the craziness that is Bill, definitely get on our Discord. Also, head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese for more information on how to support the show monetarily. We've got lots of stuff going on, including for the next couple of months, every new patron will equal a new bonus episode. And I think we'll do is we're actually in the next couple weeks going to write out a list of the bonus episodes that we'll do for those new patrons and also go out on the main feed as bonus content. One last thing to talk about before we close up and get back to the review. Next week for our review of episode 23, we are going to have Jason from the New Blood Rising podcast join us. If you're unfamiliar with New Blood Rising, they are a podcast on the Questionable Endeavor Network alongside of us. And they review wrestling pay-per-views. They kind of look at the more obscure, uh, lesser discussed or talked about moments from wrestling. And right now they're reviewing pay-per-views from ECW of all things. I'm really excited to have Jason on here as we promote our one-year anniversary of the Questionable Endeavor Network. That's all I've got. Let's get back to the episode and hope you guys have a great one. Murder Jazz. Aww. Yeah, sorry, we're back. Those break cards always feel a lot shorter than they uh, actually sound on the episode. Well, they're only like two minutes long, to be fair. It feels shorter than that. I don't know. It takes us about two minutes to get back on track when we say break cards. No, you know what? That's true. Never mind. <laughs> we open on the next morning, and the Key Boss Townsfolk are firing on the kids' home. Yeah. Fucking psychos. Yeah, they're yeah, fucking... Really... Yeah, this is kind of a little much. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. You're like, they don't. They, they're scared that, yeah, they don't want people to come in their town but like to just lay complete open with gunfire on a town of children yeah like these people are fucked yeah i i totally agree the, I, I don't care what happens to them fuck them sebastian decides to turn himself in mm-hmm. uh even though the dude is fast counting yeah he really is the townsfolk decided to beat the sh- living shit out of vash and wolfwood over last night's problems he calls him a, pr- a worthless piece of shit at one point That's yeah no that mean. seems aggressive she- did you notice that while Wolfwood and Vash are on the ground and not getting hit, there's an off-camera <laughs> uh, blow landing somewhere? It's like, damn it, Phil, I wanted a shot at him. Yes, I, I did notice that, yes. Because you pointed that out. I'm pointed it out. Yeah, it, was, it was really interesting, like, the fact that, like, <laughs> just like laying they're there. both laying there not moving, and they're like, you hear kicking noises. <laughs> Unless they're kicking on the bottom of their feet or something. That could be. Vash still wants to talk, and mm-hmm. is about to get shot. Until Sandworms. Yeah, what the fuck? Is this Beetlejuice now all of a sudden? I was thinking Dune. <laughs> I, I don't know. Tremors? Yeah. You know what? That fits the best, I think. Well, I, they look kind of like the uh, the Beetlejuice ones because they rear up. But... Yeah. It's <laughs> bizarre. Okay, so it's a, it's, a, it's a hideous amalgamation of all three. Because this was the part where uh, I think... the episode started to fall apart a little bit for me. Right. Where it's like, okay, now there's suddenly sandworms when they were never explained, and then they're just kind of in the town. They're like, oh my god, they're in the town! It's well, like, well, we're hmm. assuming there was no alien life on this planet, right? I mean, yeah. Isn't that kind of the assumption? I've never found any indigenous life at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. So, we do see Thomases, which are not real Earth animals, but apparently normal beasts of burden for these people. Yeah. 
so either they come from an alternate Earth with different animals, or they're engineering weird hybrid animals. Well, they must have had some sort of a genetics program going on. I mean, this is a far-flung future. Well, and the gung-ho guns seem to have abilities of some sort or another so mm-hmm. that are not normal. So, yeah, there's got to be something going on. Yeah. Genetics I wonder if these are created. It would be really odd for them to create this kind of thing, though. Well, not on purpose. Maybe they accidentally created Oh, my these. God, we crossbred a horse, an anteater, and a chicken, and... <laughs> Holy shit, we can ride these things like chocobos. Yeah, I'm wondering if they maybe they're trying to introduce some sort of uh, organisms to keep the soil aerated and, and terraformed, really. Mm-hmm. And maybe it got out of hand. So, yeah, the sandworms are everywhere. And this is just... Bizarre. Are they everywhere? I mean, how many do we actually see at a time? I don't know. I mean, three, I think. I think maybe we see three. We see two at but least arching. At least two. At least two. Maybe three they're, at a time. They're big enough, though, that like they're well, doing they're enough right. damage. They are. And speaking of damage... You mean uh, when Vash cuts the building in half? Yeah. <laughs> we are not there yet. Oh, we're not there yet? No. Okay. The sandworm shows up outside the kid's... Oh, okay. Uh, ...home. And Atta- yes. starts attacking the people. Vash and Wolfwood pull them in, and then discuss it's weird that the worms are here at the bre- bedrock. Yeah. They, like, apparently they can't, you know, like, because of the... They can't go the, through that... that yeah. The, the, but yet, the they, but here they are. Graboids couldn't go through bedrock. Really? Yep. Yeah. That was... Well, that, that was in the movie. They were on those little... Uh, stone. So, oh, when okay. they were doing the pole vaulting, yeah, scene, yeah, yep. yeah, you're they, right. could, they couldn't go through it or over it or anything like that. It was too thick. The guys go distracting uh, while the girls get the townsfolk and the kids back to town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the distracting because they pop out. And they're like, "Hey!" <laughs> it's like really cheap animation. Yeah, it was. But it's really funny it, cheap it, animation. It worked for the yes, scene. It really does. Unfortunately, Vash won't let Wolfwood kill the worms either. <laughs> I love that. I, yeah, but I'm sitting there like, really. Okay, I, I, I'm with Senpai on this because he was like, are you shitting me? These things, you don't want me to kill these things either? And I'm sitting there like, the fuck, dude? Seriously? Well, I love it. I think it's great. And I noted that too, that he does eat salmon sandwiches, mm-hmm. but we never actually see fish or even water. So those must be artificial meat well, being grown. And they had said uh, sandwich factories. Right, exactly. So, so it's got to be it, something it artificial something. being created. But it's still, it's like, uh, and I know Andrew brought it up. What's your counter-argument to why... Or, no, you brought it up. Yeah, the spider. Yeah, the spider. He got upset about knives killing the spider. Right. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't want any... He doesn't want death to happen. Like... Not not na- non-natural death. Yeah, absolutely. But, so oh, he doesn't man. want to be the one to have that weigh on his conscience that he took a life that wasn't his to take. Right. Whether it's a monster or a human being, it doesn't matter. Uh, we cut ahead and see the worms are in town. Mm-hmm. And the guys are knocking buildings down on to block the worms. Yeah. Vash yeah. literally pulls out his machine gun arm and cuts a building in half with it. No, Our, actually he cuts like a, the top corner of it and slides down and still, it out. Still. Yeah. Pretty, you, pretty you, far-fetched. Yeah, you won't kill, but you are going to do massive property. Oh, wait, it is Vash's stampede. See, my, my thing was just like, how the fuck did he cut a building in half? That was more what my word. Okay, those those well, are look exceptionally at what he, powerful ammunition. Apparently. For that yeah, I mean, arm. look what he did on the ship with the express elevator down the... Yeah. Those were very thick concrete floors or metal floors, so yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm okay with it. It's canon. Uh, Millie runs off with Wolfwood to help a boy who, I think he peed his pants. Yeah. I did. Because you saw the puddle growing. Yeah, that was the first time I noticed that. And then, like, he, does he run away because he's, like, ashamed of himself? Like, he's, yeah, like, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> if I was a kid, kid, I was running for my life and I got so scared I, I pissed myself in front of adults, I would have been more embarrassed than scared and would have ran off being embarrassed. If I was scared enough to piss my pants, I'd just stay scared. Yeah, yeah. People act different ways. I yeah, guess. yeah. People, there are people that are really are conscientious, making fools of themselves, even in certain death. I have no shame. Yeah, uh, I know. Vash sees a worm in the streets from his rooftop perch and shoots a car, exploding it on the worm. Come on, he'd be dead. Yeah, it's he probably dead. it's probably easier just to shoot the worm. Yeah, right. at that point, even wound it. Elsewhere, a worm comes from Millie, Wolfwood, and Pea Pants. <laughs> pee pants. Is it MCP pants? I was going to say that. You beat me. I like candy. <laughs> okay, I they they obviously do. I, I um, cannot do no, it's MC true. They do, they, they do like candy. It's I great. think I sound more like Aziz Ansari than MC <laughs> Chris. Yes. And one comes for Vash, Meryl, and the other kids. As Vash crosses paths with the group, he figures it out and shoots the beret off of the thief kid's head. Beat. Beret? I beret? would say it looked like more like a little beetle. 
Conch shell? It was like a yeah, mini it's not conch a bar- shell. It's not a beret. I thought it was a beret. That's why I thought it, it was half a croissant. <laughs> you're going to go French. It was half a croissant. Yeah, we get an unnecessary slow motion scene here, too. And not yeah. beret, barrette. That's Thank what I was going to okay. I, I was like, it's not a fucking hat. I was confused. Yeah, I was, like, I was wondering why you guys were so upset that I, why I said that. Yeah, those are very... Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not that far off. Okay, a, no, a, no. A, a barrette, yes. A barrette. A beret, no. The worms stop and leave, and we, which is weird, too. Why did the worm just stop? It was like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. Literally, literally was like mid, ready to like bite into... And then he's like, oh yeah, I left the stove on. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless these things aren't actually meat eaters. But go. why would they have those teeth? I guess to burrow. Burrow. Yeah, burrowing. Yeah. So maybe maybe they don't actually eat animals because there's not a lot of animals yeah. on this planet to eat. Yeah, or they're nocturnal. That they, could be. They just realized that they had to go home. Their home world needed them. <laughs> Damn, why do they always crazy. make that goddamn reference? Because <laughs> that is hilarious. We've got three references on this goddamn show. This is better than, a, you than an Excel reference. You can't play Poochie. You know what? I couldn't, I couldn't come up with an Excel reference for this episode. Thank God. This is the first one. I, I couldn't come up with a single... <gasps> unless you compare Zazie, or Beat, or whatever his name is, to Cosette. No. No. Oh, okay. The worms stop and leave, and we learn the thief kid is Zazie the Beast. Aha! Which you just spoiled. The, sorry, the fourth of the gun hook guns. Yep. And he by... fucking hates stupid children. That's just, he does. Was he voiced by Josh? David Umansky. That's a cool name. Yeah. Umansky. Umansky. Uh, Zazie shoots the gun out of Ash's hand and puts a second gun to Meryl's head. Yeah, this is this, fucked this up. This turns yeah. into a very intense situation here. It, like, it, like, yeah, it totally, this escalates quickly. Yeah, it really does. The total shift went to, okay, this is kind of funny to, oh, fuck. It kind of has to. And this is one of my problems yeah. with the with this particular episode. I really do like this episode, but mm-hmm. one of my problems with it is there's a, definitely a pacing issue here. There really is. And, um, and that just, sudden, it, yeah, that sudden turn happens. <gasps> yeah. Because and they. Last, last third, in this last third of the episode. Because they needed like, to clean it up. So they just fuck. very quickly ended. Yep. Right. So Vash talks to Zazi that he's not really this way. And that he even tried to help Vash. He's forcing himself to be evil. Mm-hmm. And then Zazie gets fucking blasted away by Wolfwood. Now, Damn Skippy. Now, throughout the episode, before we get to the talk about Wolfwood and what he does, but like throughout the episode, we get a reference to him being called a demon. Right. right. And he even calls himself a demon. And, right. you know, he Vash kind of talks like, about the demon hasn't won. Yeah. So, like, there's like some sort of weird possession thing. Now, we looked it up online, and again, I don't know the manga well, right? But Mongo. thank you. But I don't. What was the? What was he in the in the in the manga? Zaza was like a collection of bugs, like a hive that could possess people. That's weird. That could take control of them. Now, um, in the write up that the thing that we read, the only other reference that we were able to find was Wikipedia. So take that with the grain of salt as it is. It stated that he was a demon. That possessed uh, Zazie. Now, granted, they've beat. been they've been beat. You mean yeah. Zazie was the demon? That uh, possessed Zazie beat. was the demon that yes possessed Beat. Now, granted, they've been throwing the term demon around to describe the gung ho guns, and I was always thought of it more of a just as it's metaphorical. Exactly. Not they're not literal demon. Knives' power is not derived from some dark mystical source. He's just not that we know of. If anything, he's a high technology user. Exactly. Not not that we know of. Yeah. If if, if anything, he's a techno mage. But even the techno mages in Babylon Five could not summon demons. I don't know. I think there's some. I think there's some de- demon and witchcraft or something going on. In I think. Series. I personally think it's that Zazi wants to be evil. He wants to fit in with the gung ho guns. That's all he has. And maybe he even has a. What's the proper term for multiple personalities? Dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder if he's got a dissociative identity with Zazie. And it could be. Um, and that's not a not a. Perhaps he was brainwashed a little bit by Legato. A little bit of indoctrination. Maybe there was some fanboying there. Right. I. And, I, I, and I th- Legato kind of gave him gave him the once over mentally. I don't. I don't think this is anything. At least in the. I mean, obviously, the manga, manga, whatever, mungo, fucking whatever, <laughs> is different. Right. In the anime, I don't think there's anything paranormal happening. I think he's either trying too hard to fit in with these people. Or he's truly that or disturbed. Or he's been brainwashed and his brain's been broken and there's two sides of him. I, I would go with that second explanation that's, more than... That's more what I feel. Yeah. Then then the, there's a demon in you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still gonna... But hey, leave it to the priest, priest to exercise it one way or the other. Well, if, if, he, uh, if, he had a, if he had a demon in him, 
he wouldn't need technology to then control the sandworms. True. The demon uh, magic okay. would just I do guess. it. I guess. Right. Right. I don't know. Well, I don't know. They explained the technology is like high frequency. He, he was using high frequency uh, sounds to to manipulate and control the the bugs. Right, but right. But, uh, but but some magic spirit could definitely do that too. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how many people he can control. Like, he, um, like he's enough. just controlling yeah. exo- uh, beat. But anyway, uh, uh, you're right. Exercising the demons does happen here. Right. Yes. Absolutely. The power of Christ compels you. Come- Bam! With a bullet. Yeah. And everybody's then mad at Wolfwood for doing it. They are. Well. And he's understandably miffed that he's the bad guy this time. Well, right. It, it's not more than that. He is so fed up with the, and as he said, he's he's pissed with Vash's idealism. Yeah, he says, if I hadn't shot him, that would have been you lying. Yeah, right. but I think some of it, too, is, I, I think he's genuinely hurt by it, too. He, he did something that had to be done. It sucked. He made a very decisive action that and saved everyone is against him. Yep, he right. made the decision. To do the shitty thing and get his hands dirty. Mm-hmm. So Vash didn't have to. Yes. And then everybody's mad at him anyway. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. I can mm-hmm. feel that. That actually hits me pretty... So then let me ask you, because it sounds like if you were in Wolfwood's position in the same exact same scenario, and you were Wolfwood, would you pull the trigger? Absolutely. Andrew, would you pull the trigger? I would not. I would. But then again, that, that I think speaks about my... My day job, you know, mm-hmm. like... You, you care about... Well, I mean, yeah, I get it. You care about the people in your charge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that a little bit with my job where, where I'm dealing with people's insurances and trying to get their prescriptions mm-hmm. to them. Same well, thing, but at the same time, this is, to me at least, and I think Bill will agree with me, this is a greater good sort of scenario. Right, and I, I'm, not, I know, I'm not saying that I blame Wolfwood for his decision. I, like, think, I think what's happening here, honestly... Mm-hmm. You brought the question up mm-hmm. because you are the audience, right? And you are having the reaction that the audience is supposed to have mm-hmm. of is this right? Is this wrong? What's the right? Air, what's the gray area? Yes. Right. I think in a lot of ways our relationship we are very much Bash and Wolfwood, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's why neither one of us hesitated in our answer. Mm-hmm. We knew exactly what we would do. Yeah, and it's exactly opposite. Yeah. Bill was gesturing to himself and Andrew when yes, he's saying yes, he is Wolfwood. Yeah, like, Andrew Sorry, is I, Vash. I really was talking more to you guys. No, no, I understand. Right. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, the, 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 I just wanted to clarify that for the listener. I think, yes, uh, that's good. And I think you're having the moral dilemma the audience is supposed to have. Josh. Right. I get that, but I agree with, with Wolfwood's viewpoint that it needs to be It doesn't matter done. that you're ultimately agreeing. I'm the, the, I'm the man that, in the middle. The, I'm the fact that you're even bringing up that there is a... A question here that we should mm-hmm. talk about it. Okay, fair enough. Fair points enough. out that you are the the audience member mm-hmm. in the middle. Okay, fair enough. I I, I I'm down with that because idea. I can absolutely identify with Wolfwood there. That hey, there's this thing. It's the obvious solution. It sucks. I don't want this person I'm friends with to have to do something to dirty his hands or mm-hmm. to muddle around and get himself or somebody else killed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take it to get the blood on my hands because fuck it. Yeah. Here's another question. Let's leave the literal situation there. This is also a very interesting um, it's, it's idealism. Argument. It's idealism, idealism versus pra- pragmatism. I was thinking pragmatism. more cynicism. No, absolutely not cynicism. That's okay. not cynical. In fact, I don't well, think I don't Wolf think Wolf I'm terribly is, cynical. Wolfwood is terribly cynical. I mean, we I, we find we find this out in the next episode. He's he's a, he's horribly cynical about what goes on. Cynicism and pragmatism is that the right way to put that? I would pragmatism. say yeah. being pragmatic. Yeah. Pragmatism. Uh, I think it's idealism, idealistic, being pragmatic. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's the dichotomy that me and Andrew have. Yeah, you're probably right in a lot of ways. That, absolutely. Maybe um, I'm just seeing it as a, because I'm a cynic. I'm I guess, cynic, pragmatic and cynical kind of go together. They're not the same thing. No, they can be mutually exclusive. And I can be cynical. Right. I, I can said, be but pragmatic. When you, but when you really come down to it, which one of those two am I more, mm-hmm. I'm pragmatic. Yeah, you know, yes, very much so. And it's not stupid if it works. No. Right. You know, or it's not horrible if it's the only choice you had. Maybe, maybe yeah, you're right. I am the guy in the middle. Maybe... Because I used to be idealistic and it, and I try to mix it with my pragmatism, I became more of a cynical person. So I'm seeing things cynically, like Wolfwood does in a later in a latter episode. I see both points. I see both both sides, but I still side on the. I'm going to pull the trigger. Can we agree though that Millie's look when Wolfwood is leaving is oh the God. saddest thing? Oh no, it is heartbreaking that it like that like that. That's what gets me the most. And, like, I, and I think some of that look is not just you did that. 
but it was like I can see how hurt you are that everybody else yeah. is hurt that you did that. Like, yeah, like, like, I guess, like, like she, like she, she sees that it actually is killing him that he did it, and that's yeah. an important turning point I think in her character because she's that she's always overly sensitive, mm-hmm. sort of like empathetic. You know, she's very yes, empathetic. Empathetic is maybe the best word for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like I said I don't think all of that. I mean, some of that look was definitely you did something horrible. Yeah. I think there was look some at the pain in you. I think there was some of that mm-hmm. pity too that yeah. was there. Yeah. Absolutely. Because let's let's face it, Wolfwood walks off. He is walking off and he's not his usual brash self walking off. He's sullen. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, you know, he's holding the cross down. He looks defeated too in doing this. Like, yes, he, he gets pissed, he punches Vash, he goes on about being idealistic, and it's probably him screaming that he wished he could be that way. And then we end the episode Cutting to somebody holding a green apple and another big metal cross. More on that later. Yes, we'll have a lot to talk about with that one. Uh, And that is episode 22, Alternative, which is a good title for this. Uh, Next week we have episode 23, Paradise. But before we get there, let's do our kind of discussion at the end here and what we think overall about the episode. We had a lot of discussion overall this episode, but... That's one of my favorite things about this episode. Sparks really good conversation in general. I agree. In summation, however... I think we should, yeah, sure, I'll start with Bill. It was his episode. No, I mean, it's a great episode. Absolutely it is. The only thing I would say that's a negative to it, and I only go here because it's great overall, the townspeople are sort of two-dimensionally, xenophobically evil. Like, if you had a little more compassion for them, but it's hard to. It is. Because they're so shitty. Yeah, you you had a hard time establishing what the true stakes of the episode was. Well, the fact that, like... I was like, fucking gut them down, I don't care. Like, right. kill these assholes and let the kids leave. I mean, mm-hmm. give them that city, fuck them. You know, so... That that was the only, maybe... I don't even want to say downside, but that's like maybe the one nitpick I can have that... About the that, that could have been uh, spun out a little further. I think I agree with uh, with Bill for the most part. The the establishing of what the, the stakes were in saving the, the town was not well done. The uh, episode as a whole, is a really good episode. And, I mean, what the, what they did focus on is what they needed to focus on were the relationships that they were having with the kids and everything else, especially Beat, who you saw in practically all of the montage moments of them doing stuff with the kids. You saw Beat in there. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, not, let's not overlook that. No, absolutely. That was then, the, the kids, Beat in specific, but the kids' stuff in general mm-hmm. was done very well. Right, right. And let's think about that, too. Um, just want to get back to our earlier discussion about Wolfwood. Think about what he did. He killed a kid. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A kid. Yeah. Something that he has dedicated his life to protecting. Not just a kid, but a kid he spent time and good times and, right. and getting right. to know. So that way we can have that as part of the discussion on the next week's episode. I think what you said earlier about the pacing issues mm-hmm. really does kind of hurt things, too. I know you want to do what you can to establish... What's the most important thing in this episode? The relationship they're having with the kids. So that way, when the big moment of, of uh, Zazie Beat getting shot by Wolfwood happens, it's a shock. It makes you go, holy shit, and makes you th- gets you to thinking. Mm-hmm. And I almost said this with the townspeople part. Mm-hmm. Not to break in too much. But no, no, I no. almost said this with the townspeople part, but then you you came in the pacing, too. This would have benefited from being one of those two-part episodes. It could have, yeah. Probably, it yeah. Episode one, focusing on sandworms, so we know what they are. Yes. And Kibas. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And then episode two, focusing on the kids, and then the collision. Definitely I, agree with you. Could, yeah. have, could have definitely uh, benefited from that. But we're getting strapped for, for uh, episode numbers. To yeah, get, at to this get point, right. At this mm-hmm. point, something's got to be cut out, apparently. Yeah, but um, some of the other two partners could, could have could been. Could have been. Down. We've talked about it. But the it's other, one of the other issues that I have with the episode, there were moments where there was some really gorgeous animation, and then moments of just some really awkward, weird animation. Yeah, well, it's, stills. Yeah, most, stills. Most noticeably, the, the Punisher cross when it was wrapped up. Uh, yeah. The size of it... Kind of fluctuates. Yeah, and it's fluctuated throughout the entire series when it's in its when it's wrapped up. Obviously, when it's unfurled, that's something else. But it, it goes from t- tiny to large to its stick. Maybe it's like, uh, and and I, I don't, you guys won't get the reference, but maybe someone out there in TV Lander will, will get it. The it's like the lunar sword in um, Hello from the Magic Tavern. It, just, it, it constantly changes size with the with the anyway anyway. The magic that sounds familiar. It's a podcast. It's one of my favorite. Oh, ones it's a right podcast. Does it change okay. size with the phase of the moon? Yes, that's uh, badass. Yeah, it does. Yeah, oh, and cool. it's, I mean it's it's not in a goofy way, but like it's I mean 
But like, yeah, when I think about it outside of the no, comedy, that actually no, is really think cool. of that as a weapon for Az to have. That is carry. awesome, actually. That is really cool. neat. But ultimately, this is probably in my top five. Okay, and it kind of sounds like this might be a top five for Bill as well. Yeah, no, this is a great episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I like this episode a lot, too. I do have problems with it. You've already discussed some of those problems I had, though. One of the things I really like about this episode is that you have the group back together, finally. All four of them back together again. You know, we the get fans we, back together, we kids! Get, we got a lot of this, like, they're away from each other, they're back, they're away, they're back, they're back together, and we start off with a very lighthearted sort of thing. You know, the kids and kind of building those relationships, and you think, oh, this feels like an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. You know, where, like, now some bandits are going to come in, right? And, you know, it kind of has that feel. And then it takes a complete left turn and turns into something dark, and I think it's that kind of a reminder to the fans that like things have changed so much that you can't have those old episodes and those those old sort of adventures anymore. Yeah. But when they're together, this is life or death. This is this is escalated to the point where you know it's not just going in and saving a bunch of kids from bandits or something. You know, these are these demons, these these evil creatures, these these beings, these, these gun guns. Bastards. So like I think the thing with Wolfwood and all that, the shocking moment, that amplifies that idea that this is not like the way it is before and it never will be i think that's that final reminder that it's not going to be that lighthearted, or at least stay that way for a very long time that's probably why they played up that vash wouldn't even kill the worms yeah because it just makes it that much harder of a line drawn once what happens at the end yes Mm -hmm. absolutely i mean when you really think about it we're gonna get pretty much just more serious at this point oh yeah the next because we're on what's up this is 21 the next this is five, 22. Okay. So the next four episodes. Think about that. We have only four episodes left. And it's some of the dark... I mean, think about... You know, for those of you who have seen this series before, you know what's going to happen in a couple episodes. We know what's going to happen in the next episode. For, and it it does not get to, to be happy, cheery. The the good times, in a lot of ways, are over. Yeah, I would agree. And, and, and think about this, too. Zazie's death kind of shows the loss of innocence... Of this series, because from this point on, it's very serious. There will still be comedic moments to break tension. Not very much. But it's not going to be as frequent. No. It's not. We're not going to have goofy, uh, super deformed Vash running around screaming at, at, at the top of his lungs for very long. And uh, that will lead us into our next episode, episode 23, Paradise, uh, which, if things work out, we may have a special guest on for that episode. So Stay tuned. Yeah, absolutely. So, this has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I'm a real Mr. Nice Guy. My name is Andy. I'll only brush my teeth when I'm told. Seriously, come on. I mean, why do I always have to look like the asshole? I don't know. I mean, does my breath smell like an asshole? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little. All right, fine. They they say you are what you eat. Fine, I'll go get the mouthwash. (laughs) And you're Josh. And I'm Josh. And he's Josh. <laughs> and I don't need to hear anyone's idealistic dreams right now. I'm Bill. It's, that sounds about right. If anything, I kind of, I mean, you you can sound like the asshole in the, oh, what an asshole. And I get asshole like, like I'm a jerk. You get the schmuck version of asshole. Uh-uh. And I get the jerk version of asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. When I was in fourth grade, or when, no, sixth grade. Uh, my sixth grade teacher told us the meaning of the word schmuck at a, at a cath, at a Catholic school, <laughs> mind you. My teacher that taught is, us the meaning of, of a Jewish, a Jewish word, a uh, derogatory comment. That is, that is pretty funny. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Well, hi, I'm goodbye. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, I studied a lot of Yiddish for one of my Gopa characters. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, 
Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, Slasher Sanitarium, Bone Stars, New Blood Rising, and our newest show, Words of Geekdom. Why, Wolfwood? It didn't have to end like this. Kids are kids, and that's one thing. This was no kid. He was nothing but a damn demon. And if I hadn't shot him, that would have been you lying there. But you're wrong. He wasn't going to shoot me. I saved your ass yet one more time, and you come after me with your childish bullshit? You shouldn't have killed him. You know you're wrong. What other alternative do I have if we're going to survive? We're searching for a place where we can live our lives in peaceful days with no wars and no stealing. A place that isn't run by fear. A place where people can live and actually trust other human beings. I don't want to hear it. I don't need to hear your idealistic dreams right now. 